um, thank you guys so much. Like uh, each and every single one of you guys, like really helped me, like in one way or another, for over like over these two years. And um, yeah, AB East has honestly like really been a part, um, like a big part of my like life at Ridley. And honestly, like it's really like the best house. Like I actually couldn't imagine being in another house. So yeah, just like a big thank you, because like you guys really like made my two years at Ridley like special. So thank you guys. Taking care of ourselves during this crazy time is likely on the minds of many of the boys in the East, as well as the greater Ridley community. But this can be challenging, both in recognizing when we are not ourselves, and also knowing what we can do to change. Whether it be ways to stay connected with each other, or even ways to just be healthy. Hi, I'm Mr. McNiven, head of house of Arthur Bishop East, and this is the ABE's podcast on Monday, May the 25th, 2020. Today, we're going to explore the idea of wellness while in isolation. Like sports, we can do, we can do anything here. Like um, basketball courts are closed and hockey rings or anything. You, and you, you're not allowed to meet, meet up with your friends, um, not with more than one. So sports is also limited here. I've reached out to a couple of you to ask exactly what's going on back home. And I'm hearing all sorts of different messages of people struggling to kind of grapple with getting outside and healthy eating and staying in fit shape to be able to play sport next year. And at the end of the day, I think it's all about wellness. And when I was thinking about who I could invite onto today's podcast to talk about wellness, there really was only one answer. She is a resident of AB House, technically, and she just lives at the other end. You may have seen her in the guidance department. So I'm happy to invite Mrs. Jessica Doyle, and of course, Rory Vandenbrink, our resident pro at uh, at everything that is the podcast, otherwise my co-host, and we're excited to welcome them on today. Cool, nerve-wracking on here. Hello. Hello. <laughs> Uh, okay, so we're here today uh, with, uh, of course, my co-host, Rory Vandenbrink, the assistant head of house in AB East. And we are joined by our special guest today, Jess Doyle, who has graciously agreed to come onto the podcast because the topic is about wellness and she's such an expert in those areas. And I know she's probably going to say, oh, well, maybe I'm not an expert, but we believe she is. And so welcome, Rory and Jess. Thank you for having me once again. Yeah, thanks. I'm super excited to be here. Awesome. So we want to jump right into our discussion today. And because today's focus is really on wellness, I want to ask both of you that just to give yourselves a little bit of a temperature check in terms of wellness and in this difficult time of self-isolation and some people quarantine and some people not seeing each other or their friends and some of their family or being able to get outside very much. What are the signs that we can recognize in ourselves that perhaps our wellness isn't exactly where it should be or it isn't really doing so well? So for me, I I know that I'm a very I'm a very social person. I like I get my energy from being around people and being around my friends and like human interaction. <clears throat> so for me not having that during this kind of social quarantine or social isolation, um, it's it's been tough. I know uh, one thing for me specifically is that 
if I'm if I'm finding it hard to like get out of bed or if I even if I wake up and I just, you know I just don't I don't want to leave bed or I don't want to get up and do something that's one huge sign for me that I'm not kind of feeling myself because you know usually if someone says let's do something I I jump at the opportunity I'm like yep let's do it let's go somewhere you know I'm always down um and so the days when I'm laying in bed or I'm on the couch and I don't want to leave from that spot. If, if I see that happening, you know, two, three, four days in a row, that's when I kind of know that things aren't, things aren't going too great. Yeah, absolutely. I feel like it's a tough question to generalize. Um, when you asked it initially, I was like, okay, I'm going to come up with some, like general things that you can notice in in yourself or others when you're trying to identify um, that your well-being maybe isn't going in the direction you want it to be, but it's hard because every person's different, um, right? And so I feel like for me, I'm, I guess, kind of in between, I'd say, of an introvert to an extrovert. Uh, so at first, when this was all going on, I'm like, yeah, it's going to be easy peasy. Like, I'm perfectly fine with my at-home time on the couch. Um, but then you realize that that it starts to get to you. Um, and so I feel like, like Mr. V said, it's those days when you you don't want to get off the couch and you don't want to do anything and you don't want to follow along with your, your normal routine or you want to stay in bed all day um, or maybe you're not eating as well as you usually do, but for a prolonged period of time. I think it's okay to have a one-off day or a one-off afternoon or morning um, but when, when it's happened for a few days in a row, that's when you kind of got to step back and look at yourself and, and what's going on and, and take that temperature check and figure out why, why aren't things the way they normally are? What's going on and how do I fix this? Well, I think that both of you make really good points about, you know, recognizing that the common thing between all of us is this lethargic response to, uh, to difficult times. And to just to your point, really about this being an individual issue and case by case issue, that maybe there isn't a blanket statement or answer that fits all and everyone's going to experience this slightly different. And I think those are really valid points. So do you think there's actually a way to check against a set of criteria here? Or is it just kind of a routine? How do we actually check to make sure that we're not doing well? And maybe you can just use some personal examples. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't, I mean, I, I'm not a wellness expert, you know, by any means. So I don't know if there's necessarily like a, a checklist or anything like that. But for myself, I, I feel like I'm very in tune with um, my, like, both emotional side and physical side. Um, and I'm also a person who I I kind of like subconsciously track things in my mind. So, you know, when I'm when I'm feeling up and I'm feeling happy and I'm like, I'm in that, you know, positive state, I'm always kind of like thinking about what it what is it around me that's causing me to feel this way. You know what I mean? So is it because I just spent a weekend with my friends or is it because I just went for a run? Like what, what are the things around me that's helping me feel good? 
And then on the other side, you know, when I do have those three, four days in a row when I don't want to leave bed or I'm just kind of feeling down, it's, you know, like what is happening around me that is causing that, like either the addition of something that might be negative or the subtraction of those positive things. You know, have I not talked to my friends in a week? Have I not been active in a week? So I, I, I don't know. I, I don't know if that's an answer for everyone, but that's kind of what I do. I'm, I'm always kind of like mentally tracking the things that are going on around me. I really like that, Rory, that internal checklist of what's going on around a great way to check in because we know that the things around us have such a big impact on and what's going on in our lives. That's such a great way to, to check in on the positive, but also the negative. Um, I think it is, like kind of alluded to this, like an individual thing. There are obviously like some generic or general things that you can check off to see like, oh, are these things affecting my mental health? Things like sleep, like we talked about eating habits, if you feel angry or scared or you have like a prolonged negative mood um, and you could use those general things as a checklist, but I do think there's also individual things. Like for myself, I'm not often angry, but if I feel like that, I don't know if you felt this feeling like when everything just feels like super tense and like hot and I just want to like scream, then I know like, okay, I need to check in and see what's going on here. And maybe do some self-care, self-care and move on from this. Great. So kind of building on that idea, or maybe the next steps beyond that and beyond recognizing if we have an issue that we need to change our habits. One of the things that immediately comes to my mind is keeping friendships and maintaining those social relationships. So. I guess I'm really interested from each of you is what value do you place on the importance of maintaining those relationships and what are some suggestions that you might have for our audience to keep their social relationships active at a time like this? I mean, so like I said before, you know, I'm, I'm a very, I'm, I'm kind of, you know, just what you said about being like a, an introverted extrovert or extroverted, I don't know, whatever the term is, but, you know, I definitely enjoy my my own personal private alone time, like that's great, but I really do thrive off of being around people. Um, and, you know, there there are times when I'll, I'll check in, I'll, you know, I'll Zoom with my friends and realize that like, hey, I have not laughed this much or this hard in a week or in two weeks, you know what I mean? Um, and just having that like laughter, I find, can completely change your mood and your like overall well-being. I think it's so important to have those uh, like Zoom or Skype or FaceTime calls during this time. I know for me, um, just like Rory, our birthday passed over these self-isolation quarantine times and. Um, I had a friend who was like, let's do a Zoom call with everyone. It'll be so much fun, like all your friends on one Zoom call. And that was something that really didn't interest me. And this is just something that I have found um, trying to keep social relationships is if I keep 
the group smaller, I feel like I get more out of it. Like I feel more positive when I'm leaving it. Uh, like I have a friend who every Wednesday night, we call it Wellness Wednesday, we log on to FaceTime and do a face mask and just chat. Um, and I feel like I value that one-on-one -on -one way more than if I had a Zoom party with 10 other people. Because online, as much as it's so great to be online and talk to your friends and have them all in one place, I also find being in a large group somewhat limiting. Uh, we did like a Thanksgiving FaceTime with all of um, Pete or Mr. Doyle for our student listeners um, family. And we didn't say a word because there were so many other things going on and people talking. Um, so for me, that's definitely my focus when I'm meeting virtually or discussing things virtually with people is making my group smaller. I feel like I personally get more out of that. I think I think that can be said whether you're talking virtually or in real life. Like, you know, yes, it's great to have a party or a hangout with, you know, 10, 20 people, but I think you really get you get more out of those kind of one-on-one -on -one, like small group conversations because you can really I find it it's it's a bit more of a like a safer space where you can really kind of dive into sometimes those those deeper topics that you wouldn't necessarily talk about you know in a group of 10 people um and it's great for me like i i i know all of my friends they are you know sometimes brutally honest but i can ask them a question and they will give me their honest answer and they're, they're not going to tell me the answer that i want to hear or that they think they should say they will you know, sometimes check me and say, no, you're wrong, or, you know, you should try something different or whatever it may be. For sure. And I think too, it just opens up more of that tough conversation. And right now are, they are tough times and you need to have those tough conversations and doing that one-on-one -on -one with your friends, I feel like helps boost your mood, or at least it does for me. Uh, you know, for, like you said, we both had birthdays over during this quarantine. And for me, I've, I've never really been, my, my birthday has always landed at like the worst time possible. It's always been, you know, during exams or during, you know, just times when a lot of people can't really get together. So I've never, I've never put a huge emphasis on my birthday, but then during a time like this, you know, it, it almost like, means so much more when people do make that point to reach out to you to say like hey happy birthday or to do those small acts like you and uh mrs mcniven and pete like you guys came around to my apartment and knocked my door and you know dropped me off a little cake and that's not something that i expected that's something that like i you know i i was like oh i hope people bring me cake today but just the fact that you guys thought of that and you know knew that I was celebrating my birthday during a time when you can't really celebrate. Uh, it just means so much more when, you know, when someone reaches out. From an outsider listening to this discussion, I feel like I'm hearing two different things. And I'm hearing that it feels really good to be the recipient, of course, of this social outreach, 
but it's also equally, maybe even more fulfilling to be that person to reach out and to be able to contact people, maybe one-on-one, hopefully one-on-one or few to one-on-one uh, is just hugely fulfilling. And I think that's really good advice. So we do have another point, and that is to discuss the importance of vitality. And that kind of goes a little bit hand-to-hand with wellness in this situation. And I'm going to ask each of you if you could just give us some kind of maybe quick tips or something that, some way in which you think our listeners could remember to do things about exercise or eating healthy or, you know, anything to do with their personal vitality. You know, here, here's the thing. Your body does not lie to you. If you are, you know, if you're not getting exercise, if you're not staying active, if you're not, if you're not treating your body right, it will tell you. Um, and I mean, for me, I'm I'm not that old. I'm 27, but I'm finding that just from, you know, sitting at my computer and kind of sitting hunched over and not being as active as I normally am during the school year, I'm a lot sore than I usually am like my shoulders hurt my you know my neck hurts and it's just from being in that prolonged uh position so just listen to your body if you feel like something is hurting or if you're not you know feeling kind of like your optimal self do something to fix that i love that your body does tell you everything eh um for me, I think what what is important that I I took a while to recognize during all of this. Um, but like I said at, at our first discussion point was it's okay to have an off day, right? So take those off days at what they are, just embrace them. Um, yesterday, for example, I ordered six peachwood donuts, and I'm not ashamed to say I ate three of them um, for lunch and dessert and dinner, and it was amazing. Um, but I took that and I rolled with it and I've moved on. And today is a healthier, healthier day. Um, but for me to keep myself in check and make sure I'm taking care of my body, I keep giving myself challenges. Um, and so for the month of May, it's a 30-day challenge of doing something physically active every single day. Uh, as long as I'm doing it for half an hour, uh, just making sure you're doing it. And since it is a challenge, I feel that extra obligation to make sure it gets done. Um, so that's one thing. And also get outside every single day, even if it's raining, if it snows again, if it's night, morning, afternoon, just get outside 15 minutes, breathe in some fresh air, get some sunshine. It'll make you feel a lot better. Jess, I, I really like that. Um, I, I feel like a lot of people think about like exercise and all that kind of stuff as almost like this like marathon where it's like, okay, I'm always thinking about the end goal. Like, you know, I'm going to lose weight or I'm going to gain weight or I'm going to gain muscle, whatever it may be. And I kind of like to think about it as not necessarily trying to finish that race, but think of every day as starting the race. So it's always that like that first step, you know, just putting on your shoes and going for a walk or, you know, doing 10 minutes of like stretching. So I don't know, I, I think of it as, start the race, not trying to finish the marathon. Love it. I like it. I like it a lot. Uh, you know, some of the people that are listening to this may not be allowed to get outside at this point, 
but I think it's excellent advice as soon as they can because it really does uplift your mood, you know, if the weather holds off and, and it's not raining. But if it's fresh air, it just helps getting on your face and, uh, you know, it helps to get outside. And sometimes I, I just take a 10-minute bike ride or even less just to get some a little bit of exercise and get my legs moving and help me feel better. And full disclosure, I mean, it's pretty tough to pack an entire topic of wellness into a 15-minute or a 20-minute discussion, but thank you so much for both of your contributions today, and I hope to do a full focus on mental health in the future and maybe a similar topic um, that we may have overlooked today, but thanks to both of you. No problem. Yeah, thank you. Thanks again for, for having me. I feel honored to be on the podcast of the new Bermuda Cup winners. Thanks so much, Jess. Um, yeah, that was a big surprise to all of us, and we're super happy. Um, but with the podcast winding down, it is time for 20 questions. Uh, I'll give you the tip. It is going to be a, a movie post-2000, oh uh, and it would be appropriate for this audience. Okay. <laughs> so the listening audience, it would be appropriate for this audience. Um, it is... That's really all I'm going to give you. Uh, but uh, without further ado, you can, oh, sorry. And 20 questions works is like you ask questions that can either be answered with a yes right. or a no. Okay. And uh, you can only guess the movie once. You, uh, and that's usually the final guess. Uh, but you can't just like spitball throwing movies out. Um, it has to be other things. And that final guess does count as a guess. So you really only have 19 and then the movie. All right. Okay. Here you go. Okay. Um, uh, is this an animated movie? No, this is not an animated movie. Was this movie in theater? This movie was in theaters. Okay. I'm gonna start with this. My always my always go to. Uh, is there an element of magic or supernatural, etc.? Uh, yes, there is an element of supernatural type okay. uh, phenomena. Yes. Oh. I know my like movie interests are very um, narrow. I like rom coms solely. <laughs> <laughs> is it the new book? Uh, no I'm kidding. Um, it, no. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, is this a comedy? No, this is not a comedy. It's light, but it's definitely not okay. a comedy. Is there one central character or is it an, like an ensemble? It's an ensemble. Uh, there's like one that, you know, kind of sticks out a little bit, but it's, it's essentially an okay. ensemble. Is it part of like a franchise of movies? Like there's sequels? Or is it a stand? Oh, I guess I can't. That's not a yes or no. Is it a standalone movie? Yeah. So it is. It is a standalone movie. It is not part of a like a series or okay. sequels or anything like that. Um. So standalone element of supernatural. Uh, did it come out after two thousand and ten? Yes, it came out after two thousand and ten. Okay, so it's more recent. Is it uh, set in the present? Mm, good one. It is uh, 
It is not set in the present. No. Okay. Like, it is not set in the year that it came out. Okay. Is it set in the future? Well, sorry. Uh, never mind. Is it set in the future? It is not set in the future. Is it available on Netflix? I don't know if it's available on Netflix. Hold on. But that's a big hit. Like, it's not a Netflix original, but it did come out in theory already last time. Uh, it is it is not available on Netflix. No. That's 10. Um, is it part of the Disney franchise? Ooh. Uh, no, it is not a okay. Disney movie this is tough is it an action movie it it's not classified as an action movie there's action elements in it but it is not categorized as an action no we said there's an ensemble of people in this film um are they a family? That's like a stupid question. I feel like that might not give us any answers. Sorry, Rory. <laughs> uh, the ensemble is not a family. Um, is this ensemble, are they young? They okay. are young. Um, huh. The entire ensemble. They're all young. I I have a guess, but I'm gonna save it. Oh no! What? What? Whenever we at? Fourteen. Okay. You are at fourteen. Um, is it Super Eight? Yes, it is. The movie Super Eight. You're good. Thank you very much. Well done. Well done. Super 8, it came out in 2011. It's a mystery sci-fi thriller. It's about a group of friends who uh, witness a train crash in a small town. And the on that train was an alien. Uh, if you have not seen this movie, it starts out like The Little Rascals. And it finishes like Stranger yeah, Things. It's awesome. Uh, I went and saw it twice in theaters. It was It's so good. Um, but fantastic film uh for any of the viewers out there congratulations both of you that was good good job Rory. you held the team there thank you congratulations awesome and thanks again for being on the podcast uh it's just so uplifting every time i get to talk to both of you and uh so with the podcast almost over is there any kind of last messages that you'd like to give to our listeners whether it's about just wellness in general or about one of the specific topics that we spoke about today your body does not lie to you um and your body wants wants what's best for you so listen to it you know if it's feeling sore if it feels like it's needing some you know some extra love give it what it needs I think I'm going to end off my message with um, just think about in your life 
right now who needs you um, and reach out to them. But also if you need help, make sure you're reaching out to those people that, that you know care about you and that are there for you. Here's what else you need to know today. AB East actually won the Bermuda Cup two years in a row. So congratulations to the whole house. We're really proud of you and, and we're just beyond words. Um, you know, it's a great way to send off the graduates. And I know that all of them are will keep this house uh, in a special place in their hearts. So moving forward, the grades 9 through 11, you do have lots of things still to do. Please stay in touch with your teachers and your advisor and myself and Mr. V. We can't wait to hear from you all the time. And on that note, a note has gone out about packing up rooms. So another reminder about just staying on top of that kind of stuff. But in keeping on a positive light today, maybe get outside, go for a walk, take your dog out, go for a bike ride, call a friend. And with that, this has been the ABS podcast. I'm Mr. McNiven, and I can't wait to speak to you next week on our next topic with a special guest, Keanu Heath and Joe Prestia. That'll be a good one. Take care, everybody.